My dad is hard of hearing, and I'm very sensitive to him being able to hear me. Can you hear me, Bill? Much better. Much better. If it gets obnoxious, let me know. Um, hello, I am Katie, a very grateful member of Al-Anon. I've been a member for 10 years and 3 months, and as I've mentioned before, I feel like a little kid, I need to count every month. Every month marks my growth, every precious month is my learning tools to help me cope from the effects of my loved ones drinking and other issues I have no control over. Looking backwards, a lot of growth has been seen. There's been many growing pains and much sorrow, especially recently. But hey, I'm over 10 years old. <laughs> According to my phone's dictionary, grateful means warmly or deeply appreciative of kindness or benefits received, thankful. And being grateful ties in well with the theme of this weekend, which is Al-Anon, what a gift. And I think there's a lot of thankfulness and gratitude abundant in this room. I'd like to share my thoughts about gifts how my life was, the many things Alan has taught me about the family disease of alcoholism, the parallels of two devastating diseases, my barking dog, and how Alan and God are helping me find serenity one day at a time. Love the reading, one of my absolute favorites from today. Thank you. Um, so let's think about gifts. Lovely decorations. I remember uh, Christmas mornings and the exclamation, that's a keeper. Some gifts are surprises, some not so surprising. My kids don't write Christmas lists anymore. Um, I get literally PowerPoint presentations. Like, yeah. I also get hyperlinks, whatever that means. And my one now puts it right on Amazon.com gift registry, where all you have to do is click and pay. So are, are gifts necessary? Again, my, my handy phone dictionary says that the noun gift is something given voluntarily without payment in return or to show favor, to honor an occasion, make a special gesture. That there's also mention that gifts can be special abilities or capabilities, a natural talent. I've often told my children, thank you for the gifts that God has given you and I'm so proud that you're using those gifts that God gave you. Their intelligence, their sensitivity, their compassion, even their sense of humor. But gifts can also be a verb, to present with a gift, as an action. When I give a gift, I think about the recipient, like their likes, their dislikes, what they want and need. I love when I can bring joy to someone by giving them something or doing something special. Have you ever been disappointed with a gift you really wanted? I begged for some kind of potholder scarf-making loom thing that looked so cool on TV when I was a kid. <laughs> I begged, and I was delighted to receive it on Christmas, until I opened it up. And then there were these pieces to put together and directions, and it, it was not fun. And the girl on the TV, she made a sweater in 30 seconds. And <laughs> that was my expectation. My kids begged for a hamster one year, and they were crushed when the big box under the tree was sleeping bags and not hamster cages. So this is past December, my 26-year-old heard a radio talk show about disappointing holiday gifts, and she, like, called, and she actually got on, my, on the air to talk about this experience. And so what do you think she got for me this past year? A big box, a sleeping bag, and a hamster. 
So there's this little tiny five-inch hamster that I went to, I don't know how many stores to find. And I found this at a dog's pet store for 47 cents. I was thrilled. <laughs> thrilled. Now, she didn't think I was that funny, but I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> Have you ever um, received a gift and thought, Really? Through your plastic smile, you might have said, like with fake appreciation, oh, you should have. Um, as you prayed for a gift receipt, maybe it's the wrong style or color or texture, smell or taste, just not wanted. That's how I felt about Al-Anon when I was first introduced to it in January of 1991, when my husband had his first DUI. No, thank you. I don't want this. My life had an explosion happened, but this is not my problem. Why do I have to go to so many meetings? I had every excuse created since I had a one-year-old, a three-year-old, and a five-year-old. My anger and denial outweighed any desire towards fixing what I felt the most. Hurt, fear, sadness. But Al-Anon has a pretty reasonable return policy for its gifts. Unlike Target, where you only have 90 days to find your receipt or you're stuck with that lost bag of unwanted items, here you're clearly told Take what you like and leave the rest. So I did. I went to two meetings without really hearing since I was too miserable to listen. I took the serenity prayer, a blue book called Odat, whatever that meant, and I put on my crown as a queen of denial, and I left for 12 years. No great shock that my body began rebelling against everything I was shoving down. I had TMJ pains, headaches, stomach problems, and the ever-saving left neck pain. I'm probably sure I was irritable, too. <laughs> Meanwhile, my husband was going to AA meetings, and I felt annoyed that he went to 90 meetings in 90 days. Then he was gone every Thursday evening. I felt frustrated, so I shoved it down further. After about nine years, he attended less meetings due to his demanding and stressful job. I knew so little about the disease of alcoholism, I thought he was getting better since he did not go to his meetings as often. I sensed an uneasiness I could not identify, an underground rumbling, something that was very subtle, very sensitive to really put my finger on, but something was off. When I asked my husband if he was drinking, he told me no, he was going to meetings. My life had a second explosion in February of 2003 when my spouse had the second GUI. Now my rage needed to be handled when I learned he had been drinking for three years while attending his AA meetings. But now there are legal issues with an expensive lawyer losing his driver's license. Things got sicker. And remember my gut feeling about things just not being right? Alan has taught me that alcoholism is cunning, baffling, and powerful. The results of this family disease often have a ripple effect. It touches many around the problem drinker. What can I do? Well, for me, one of the most powerful gifts of Al-Anon is the fact that I'm not coping with things myself without my higher power. How do I let go? This is a spiritual program. And so ODAP, which means one day at a time, on page 76, March 16, says, Acceptance and surrender are the two attitudes that open all doors to us in the Al-Anon way of living. Yet they are the most difficult for most of us to acquire. Going on is those acceptance means simply, simple admitting that there are things we cannot change. Surrender means relinquishing our self-will and accepting God's will and his help. The quote, God help me to accept the responsibility of finding a better way of life 
surrendering to you and your guidance. Back to the image of gifts. Have you ever received a gift card? That in itself is lovely, except actually worthless until you, the recipient, does something, takes an action, perhaps putting in your wallet, car, or overcrowded purse. Maybe it's time to find it because you know it's somewhere in that room, drawer, pile, or overcrowded purse. Then you must go into the store or Starbucks or wherever. I find myself asking the question, is this when I want to use it? Should I save it for later? Should I just this paper on my own? We want things, drinks and food and clothing, but also things that cannot be held, like peace and healing, understanding, solutions, serenity, wisdom. Much like a gift card, Alanon gives us the tools, but we must take the action, going to meetings, reading our wonderful literature, or giving of ourselves in service. But the key step is communicating with our higher power. I am incapable of achieving peace and serenity on my own. When I surrender my will to my God, and for me, for me, is the Trinity of God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit, then I can begin to reap the real gifts of easing my burdens and letting go. It is not me who is handling things. It is when I let go of them that they are handled. Let go and let God. I am well aware that Al-Anon is non-denominational, so I am not trying to mix religion with program. But this is who I am. My faith is my core, and my core is my faith. I was reading a devotional about a group of fishermen about 2,000 years ago, and they had fished all night, yet they caught no fish. They were given simple instructions. Cast your net over the right side, and you will find something. Anyone who knows me realizes that Alanon has helped me to solidify my favorite word, choices. Did the fishermen need to follow that directive? Well, they chose to listen, and they were unable to haul in the net because of a large number of fish. Am I the frustrated fisherman with empty nets? I may search that without God's direction, I come up empty again and again. Am I seeking my generous God who loves me abundantly? Do I wait on him? I must admit I know firsthand that God's timing is not always my time. I want answers, peace, healing, joy, now. But like a gift card, my actions are necessary to receive the benefit. A toolbox is just a toolbox. One must think, decide, and pick up a tool. Al-Anon is like a toolbox overflowing with different ways to handle events and situations. My friend Anne once said that not all tools are appropriate in every situation or circumstance. You would not use a screwdriver to paint a wall. The gifts of Al-Anon need time and effort and acceptance that is progress, not perfection, that easy does it, one day at a time when we let go on my God. How many gift cards do you have sitting around unused, forgotten, or lost in the clutter of life? I'm trying to turn, my, turn, turn to my God and see the only one who can fulfill my needs and hurts and hurts of the past. I remember reading that it's really hard to drive always looking in the rearview mirror. So simply put, Al-Anon is a program that has one primary purpose, to help families and friends of problem drinkers. We do this by using the 12 steps that were adapted from AA plus many slogans. I've also heard that the steps are the path to serenity and the slogans are the railings of the stairwell. Step one of our 12 steps states, we admitted we were powerless over alcohol, that our lives had become unmanageable. And I always add, we admitted we were powerless over alcohol, and I put in like a parenthesis, 
and other people, their decisions, health, the weather. Now, I've actually admitted that I cannot control the weather. It's um, really come kind of slowly picked up that, but um, when I have accepted that, I've also admitted that I cannot control anything or anyone except me, and that's a gift. Another gift I learned was that I did not cause the drinking, I could not control it, and I could not cure it. I also learned that even if the drinking may have stopped, many character traits of the alcoholic are still present, even when the alcoholic does not have it around. That's why al has helped many of us, even when we know our parents or grandparents or even our ex-spouse were the problem drinker and no longer active in our lives. We've been affected. Perhaps it's your spouse now or a sibling or a child or a co-worker who's beyond our helping hands. The gift of knowledge and education about this, this family disease of alcoholism helped me realize I was not alone. In our closing it says, whatever your problems, there are those among us who have had them too. There's also the gift of perspective. I've been challenged when I was asked, what was your biggest problem last Saturday, like 8.42 a.m.? Well, I don't know, but it was pretty, pretty important then. I'd like to share more of the gifts I've received, the gift of customizing this program to meet your needs. I recently found a website for custom everything, like aprons and napkins and bibs and picture frames and, for me, glass Christmas ornaments. I personalized each ornament with something significant for each person. I bought one for my husband and me, too. How to customize Al-Anon? Find the meanings that fit you, the best time, date, or location, even the feel of the meeting. Keep coming back. And please try to attend at least six meetings before deciding if this path is right for you. Also customize your style. Use the phone list. Read our Al-Anon literature when your obsessive thinking awakens you at 2 a.m. Find a sponsor whom you can trust to know and never to judge you. Remember the airplane instructions in case of trouble? To put on your own ashes mask first. My sponsor has often reinforced the basics of Al-Anon by asking the simple question, what are you doing today to take care of yourself? And so I do a lot of journaling. I have a journal that I write down five things that I'm grateful for each night. So this one's already filled. I've got tons of journals already filled. My good friend just gave me a new one. It happens to say, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope in a future from my dear friend. Um, so I gift myself by taking time to read. And I remember one time someone saying, you know, I read every day, and I thought, I am not that disciplined. And they said, it's not discipline, it's a gift to yourself. And so when I take that quiet time to pray and to be still, wow, that feels great. I also do some self-gifting to myself with flowers. For me, I'm kind of thrifty. I buy flowers that last a while, like an orchid, the one that has two stems and like lots of blossoms that haven't opened or the amaryllis that you plant as the bulb and you watch it grow because it lasts weeks and it has these huge, beautiful flowers. A common show of love is a bouquet of roses, but remember that roses have thorns too. Alan has shown me how to focus on the beauty of life despite the thorns of alcoholism, especially the hurt of relapses that feel like scars being ripped off of old wounds. 
This past year, there's been a lot of hurt and grieving, but of a totally different nature. I have never used more boxes of tissue and have never received more blessings than any other year in my lifetime. My wonderful husband is recovering alcoholic with many years of sobriety. We've been married almost 31 years and have recently enjoyed many trips to numerous national parks, just us and God's beauty. Our youngest child graduated from college exactly one year ago, and our plans to leisurely enjoy life were going along pretty smoothly. We were delighted looking forward to our second daughter's wedding, the first in our immediate family. What joy was coming. Yet in April of last year, my husband's health gradually and steadily led to more doctor's appointments as his right arm became, became weak, and it was soon difficult for him to open a bottle of water or to lift his suit jacket up into the closet. More doctor visits. My husband was told last May that he had a progressive degenerative disease. Go to more doctors, please. Alan helped me to grow through day to through life, one day at a time. We did joyfully celebrate our daughter's wedding in late June, and within days of the wedding, I had a hysterectomy for pre-cancer. Yet I felt like Michael Jordan in the zone. I saw God's hand everywhere, and peace flooded over me. In July, some doors in our house were sticking, our hearts opened as the cracks in our walls also worsened. Our health had settled again with the drought. In the fall, we needed to have our house structurally stabilized by emptying several rooms of furniture, flooring, and paying out of pocket for issues we did not ask for. There were months of dust, contractors, and more expenses, and tremendous, tremendous family support, even a window washer. My husband's upper body became much weaker, and he decided in October to stop driving since he could not move his arms to buckle his safety belt, let alone to turn the key. But we survived this before. Years ago, he had lost his license, and we learned to manage. That lesson was re-gifted to us as we learned to manage that challenge again. On December 20th, 2012, my husband was officially diagnosed with ALS, also known as Lugaric's disease. This is a progressive disease where the motor neurons stop sending messages to all voluntary muscles, and there is no cure. Like alcoholism, both of these diseases are debilitating, baffling, cunning, and powerful. They affect the entire family. We are blessed with abundant love and support from our children, our parents, our friends, our church, our excellent team of specialists at Northwestern Memorial ALS Clinic, the amazing Les Turner ALS Foundation, and also our AA and our al families. We've learned to do first things first and to live one day at a time. Oh, Dad. I'd like to share three thoughts. One about my barking dog, a good reading that I love from our literature, my childhood poster. I do know God allows things and everything to happen for a reason. I just don't know all the reasons why. I shared the story with many, but I'd like to share it again. My little dog's name was Gingerbread, and she was God's messenger to me many years ago. She needed to have her teeth cleaned for the vet for just a small gazillion dollars, and she needed to have an empty tummy so that the anesthesia would not get her sick. She could eat at nighttime and then nothing after midnight. And so that morning, dogs do what dogs do. She ran outside. She came in looking at me like, okay, come on, come on. Open the cabinet, get the food. 
and that morning I did not open the cabinet. And she was confused and impatient, noisy, bewildered, because I would not feed her. My dog taught me a huge lesson that morning. How many times am I like that barking dog demanding to have my way right away? Little picture versus big picture. I knew what was best for her despite her confusion and momentary pain. God knows his plans for me despite my very loud barking. I do not understand how God would allow alcoholism into our lives to repeatedly rip apart my happiness and my ability to trust. I know now that alcoholism opened the healing doors of Alana to help me to deal with today's even more significant challenges. When I write down in my journal the five things that I'm grateful for each night, sometimes they stop around 15. And so I've been asking my husband each night, what are two things that you're, what are two positive from today? And many times I'll get salami sandwich. <laughs> and then he's got to think more. And I'm like, hello? <laughs> Me? <laughs> and again, God's plan. I, um, we met in college, and he was in business school, and I happened to be in nursing school. And I'm a nurse, and I can take care of my wonderful husband each day by washing him and dressing him and feeding him. And it's an honor and a blessing to do so. Um, as it says in Curse to Change on page um, 324, November 19th, for years I have lamented the absence of a label that would identify the soul sickness that brought me to the fellowship. I wanted to say, I'm a recovering controller, enabler, caretaker, fixer. Although they simply identify, although they identify some of my character defects, these labels miss the mark. I'm not simply recovering from one limitation or problem. The goal I'm striving for in Al-Anon is an overall sense of wellness. My pursuit of this goal began by seeking recovery from the way a loved one's alcoholism had affected my life. But today, Al-Anon offers me even more. As I heal and grow, I find that it's no longer simply I find that it is no longer enough simply to survive. The principles and tools that brought me this far can help me to create an increasingly rich and fulfilling life. Today when I say I'm a grateful member of Al Anon, I'm not zeroing in on one particular problem, but rather participating in a whole host of solutions that can lead to emotional, physical and spiritual health. The quote, as I continue on the never-ending path of spiritual progress, I will expand my view of recovery. And Al and I would believe life is for growth, both mental and spiritual, from the 12 and 12. So in closing, I have something to show you. On my last birthday, I finally took action on an idea I had had for decades. I had a childhood poster, which I received as a gift from my parents. I actually had it framed. Um, it's about two feet big by about a foot and a half big. And it says, What you are is God's gift to you. What you make of yourself is your gift to God. I washed it after 45 years of having it hang in my childhood room and then college and then for years of sitting in closets. 
However, the faded words have always been my personal mantra. I know that I'm not making myself. I know that I am in God's hands who is the potter, and I am the clay, and he's using me and changing me and shaping me so that I can be more receptive to his ways. I feel that service is one of the greatest ways of giving back to this wonderful program of Al-Anon. I strongly encourage my children to write thank you notes for gifts that they received, and sometimes they can't wear or spend their gifts until such notes were scribbled out. To you, I send my own thank you notes in the form of this talk. Thank you, Al-Anon, for so many gifts that I have received. And to my God, I will continue to give him all the glory for he who's holding my hand, granting me serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and wisdom to know the difference. So as I let go of my God, I feel like he is holding me up as I surrender to his will one day at a time. <laughs>